happy Halloween week, everybody. How are you doing? Uh, my name is Luke. My name is the ghost of this franchise. <laughs> oh, what could be scarier than that? Ooh. Oh, no. Uh, stay away, Rob Zombie. Um, oh, yeah. We... <laughs> we'll talk about that for sure. I guess this can be sort of like a, a retrospective slash also talk about this particular movie. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured uh, might happen. Um, this uh, is a Halloween episode where we are talking about Halloween 4, which is bafflingly um, available on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to hear <laughs> some insight into that. But um, hmm. yeah. So happy Halloween from us, the boys at Broke Box Office. Broke Box Office. All right. So, mm. yeah, I, I I had some thoughts about, you know, the franchise as a whole as well. And, and because it's hard, it's hard, nay, impossible to watch this movie without considering its place in the franchise. Pretty much. Um, yeah. I mean, that's I think yeah. all of the good parts of this movie are its relation to other movies, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would um, agree with that. Yeah. We can get into that when when it comes up. But yeah, I, I think like, you know, and you. you you could probably watch it without watching the other ones, but you wouldn't really get all yeah. of what's going on, I feel like. And some of the moments that are the most impactful would not be impactful at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'll talk about the actors. Um, there's yeah. a lot more going on within the cast here uh, than we usually have. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to I might skip over some people and, you know, it's whatever. Uh, start. We'll start with Donald uh, Pleasance, obviously. Deep Is please. it Pleasance? Or is it Plaisance? I've heard it pronounced like that. Whoa, is that I've what it is? I've never or... heard it pronounced like that. Oh, really? Said Donald okay. Pleasance. I don't know. Okay, I'm sure that is what it is. I was like, I don't know if he's like French or something. <laughs> hmm. Um. So yeah, Donald Pleasance uh, is playing Loomis here, which mm-hmm. is um he plays in five of the Halloween movies. Boy, does he! He is yeah. really playing this character. <laughs> yeah, and he like I haven't seen um Halloween five or six. Mm-hmm. But he is in those as well, and th- are those any good? Or have you seen those? I have seen those. I watched them all in a row at one point a couple of years ago. Yeah, and those are not good. <laughs> but he's yeah, so dedicated. You start to like, oh yeah, I mean, he is in it's it. Crazy. Like, yeah, it's. I enjoy watching it because he like you know I don't know much about his other filmography. I know he's in my favorite movie. Yep. But um, he seems like the kind of actor who would be like a very serious, you know, in a lot of like dramatic stuff. And then he just brought that energy to these like slasher movies and he's treating it. It's, it's like if Daniel Day-Lewis was in a slasher movie or something. Yeah. Like, he has that kind of energy. I yeah, like. I could see that. Um, And yeah, he does have a, a good number of credits. He has one of the largest filmographies I think we've ever covered. He has 238 credits on IMDb. Holy fuck. Yeah, which Especially is quite a lot. Um, and I went back through uh, just about all of it, and I kind of just took down a couple of, of highlights. Um, mm-hmm. Aside from Halloween, his uh, most prestigious credit is certainly uh, The Great Escape. He oh. plays uh, Blythe huh. yep, in The Great Escape. I haven't seen that movie in a long um, time. Which I haven't – I was going to say the same. I, I haven't seen it in <laughs> years, so I don't remember if that's like a significant character or not. But yeah. you know, it's a significant movie, and he's in it. Um, uh, just a couple of others. He is in one of the Sean Connery 007, uh, films. He's in, you only live twice, okay. uh, which I haven't seen it. I don't know anything about it, but it's James Bond. So mm. I bet he's like the villain of that movie or something. Yeah. That would be my guess or like, uh, an underling of the villain or something. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in the, uh, 75 version of the Count of Monte Cristo, um, which I just thought was cool. Cause I like that story i've never seen the 75 version but i like the more recent version and then mm-hmm. um like you already alluded to he is in wake and fright which i only yeah. know because <laughs> of you because it's one of your favorite movies i know uh, he's pretty great in that he, he plays that like a weird sort of town drunk character yeah i could see that that's great yeah I um i don't even remember where i first heard about that movie but yeah, yeah. i've, I've but liked it for a while <laughs> a, a really really incredible um, uh, career and mm-hmm. he passed away in what was it 95 or something yeah 1995 oh, oh yeah uh, I, I at age 75 that, yeah uh, I think Halloween 6 was his last movie yeah 
he and you know i i i admire that to a certain degree that he you know because i guess those first six are kind of regarded as like the original halloween like saga before like the reboot happened the first Mm -hmm. reboot yeah yeah and he was in all of them that his character was relevant to you know Mm -hmm. he wasn't in three but well yeah um yeah yeah i I admire him for sticking by it (laughs) yeah um we also have uh ellie cornell who plays rachel Mm. um she probably has the the least of anybody uh going on here she only has 22 credits um it's kind of interesting, and it's a lot of uh, horror, you know. It's a lot of horror films like The Thirst and Room 6 and hmm. House of the Dead, you know, just some stuff yeah. like that. Um, but, yeah, she seems she must have something else going on at this point because, you know, she she has a couple of episodes here and there. Her most recent credit is from 2012 okay. from some show called Femme Fatales. Uh, I'm not sure, but... Yeah, I thought mm. she was actually good in this. She's also in Halloween 5, uh, reprising the role. Um, mm. I thought she was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, she's fine. Honestly. Like, yeah, you know, she was doing, you know, the, the job of the teen girl in the slasher movie, I feel like. Right. Yeah. Um, we also have Debbie Harris, who plays Jamie, mm. uh, the little girl. She has uh, some really interesting stuff. She she Her career is kind of all over the place which i always appreciate <laughs> i always think that's fun yeah. like after she did um after she did the halloween movies she kind of went into uh tv she did a ton of tv she and you know just single episodes but you know stuff like er and okay. charmed and a bunch of stuff like that all through the 90s mm-hmm. and then in 2000 uh she became the voice of debbie in the wild thornberries oh, uh, which is like the punk like <laughs> sister yeah. yeah. So that is really kind of her main thing, it seems like, because, um, you know, that that is a huge franchise and, and ran for many years. Yeah. Uh, so she's Debbie. And then uh, she was in the Rob Zombie Halloween movies. Oh, really? And it seems like kind of. Yeah. It seems like she kind of went back to horror after the Rob Zombie movies. Like all of her credits from then till now are horror films. Oh, uh, that's cool. Um, So. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting trajectory uh, that she took. Um, one of her most recent credits is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well, which Whoa. is also cool. Um, she played Angel. Yeah. So she seems to be doing really well. Well, good. That's cool to hear. Um, yeah. Uh, George P. Wilbur plays Michael Myers in this iteration. Um, he basically is just a stunt guy. Okay, um, yeah. But he has some really huge stunt credits like fucking Die Hard and Total oh Recall and Escape from New York. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's a big, huge stunt guy, which is awesome. Um, there was one... Who was the other guy I wanted to mention? I think it was this guy. Uh, yeah, Michael Pataki, who plays Dr. Hoffman, who I think is just the uh, the psych ward doctor at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? I think so, yeah. So he... Uh, he also has a ton of credits, but uh, a lot of them are in uh, animation. Hmm. In the in the '90s, he was in a lot of Cartoon Network shows like Ren and Stimpy and Dexter's Laboratory nice. and stuff like that. But I was just scrolling through his thing, looking at all his stuff. Halloween Four, yada yada. In 1990, he was in Hollywood Hot Tubs Two. What? Educating Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Yes. What a connection to make. The connections yeah, never I can't stop. That one. Never stop on Brokebox what Office. Fucking weird. Because <laughs> that, like, I would never have thought. <laughs> How crazy is that? <laughs> that one in particular. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's not even a horror movie. Mm hmm. So crazy. Um, so that's Christ. the only reason I wanted to mention that guy, but I thought yeah. that was funny. Well, I'm glad um, you did. Uh, Kathleen Kinmont plays Kelly. Um, I think I had something I wanted to mention about her. I think she was the one. Yeah, so she was on some show called Renegade for like mm-hmm. most of the 90s. I'd never heard of it, but um that is her main credit on her IMDb, but she also, and this is another fun connection, was in Bride of Reanimator. Ooh. Okay. Uh, as Gloria. Do you does that ring a bell to you? Do you remember who Gloria is in that movie or have you seen that? I have seen that one. I I don't remember that could be she could be the bride. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't maybe the name Gloria. I've only seen it once. I haven't seen it as many times as the original. That was another fun little connection. I thought. Yeah, everyone's um, in sequels to stuff that we've covered. 
I know, right? Uh, this dude named uh, Sasha Jensen plays Brady. He is in Dazed and Confused, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, um, yeah, he had that look about him. Yeah, he's got a good couple of credits, but that was really the only thing I wanted to mention. Um, and the last guy I'll talk about briefly is Carmen Filpi. I guess that's how you pronounce it, hmm. who plays the uh, the reverend who picks up Loomis in the car. Yeah, yeah. Because um, <laughs> he is just a character actor who mm-hmm, he passed right. away, unfortunately, in 2003. But prior to that, he played just, you know, the old guy in literally any 90s sitcom you could possibly think of. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was on Home Improvement, Everybody Loves Raymond, Roseanne, Boy Meets World, uh, wow. Sister, Sister. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, he was in Wayne's <laughs> World. He has like a really, really good number of credits just as a character guy, um, nice. just as like this kind of dude. One of the most interesting um, that actually shows up at the top of his IMDb page, you know, like where the cover kind of photo is, mm-hmm. is uh, he's in Beetlejuice. He is one of the people in mm-hmm. like in the waiting room in the underworld in Beetlejuice. He's the guy who's all flat who's been like uh, run yeah. over by the car and so he's like hanging <laughs> that's him um so oh, i thought that was fun. really cool i thought that was worth mentioning because that sounds like a really fun career to be yeah, quite honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah but that's you know and all of the other people have a good number of credits you know the guy who was the like the deputy the cop who was like hanging out in the house with them he's just mm-hmm. played a cop like a million times um <laughs> stuff like that but that's not a surprise i had to mention yeah yeah i had to mention the fucking hollywood hot tubs too thing for sure yeah that one is nuts okay so i don't have quite as many fun tidbits to talk about but (laughs) we've got um it's directed by dwight h little who has 50 director credits uh this was one of his first um then he did free willy 2 and Mm. some episodes of some tv shows like the x-files the practice 24 prison break and then on into like castle and agent of oh man i remember castle yeah so you know he got into that sort of like network tv kind of thing in between there he also did a couple more movies like anaconda's the hunt for the blood orchid (laughs) and tekken which i can't imagine being good no offense there's a tekken movie man (laughs) apparently i at first i thought it was the video game because i had never heard you know it came out in the mid 2000s or whatever right of course yeah i would be interested to see how bad that is (laughs) The uh, there's several different writers here who have story credits, but the screenplay was written by uh, Alan B. McElroy. Uh, this was actually his first screenplay, and then he worked on an episode of Twenty One Jump Street, and then mm. he went on to do some. He got in with like Todd McFarlane and Spawn. Um, oh, okay. He wrote like some of the TV show, and then yeah. the movie they made also. Um, and then he wrote Wrong Turn and The Marine and Tekken. Oh my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> you said this is his first. Though, yeah that's pretty impressive yeah i mean they had like four people credited as story yeah. um and he was also story and then he was screenplay so i think it was a collaborative thing i'll get more into right. that later too because it has kind of a story to it um but these days he's doing he's doing tv looks like with stuff like the vampire diaries and star trek discovery so that's pretty high profile i guess yeah honestly the there's a couple different producers here the one i want to talk about which who i'll leave to the end is a guy named mustafa akkad um, so I'll circle back around to him. The music here was by Alan Howarth, who seems to have been the series composer for the uh, the you know Halloween two through six, you know, before they rebooted it the first time. Okay. Um, because huh. you know John Carpenter did the first one, and so now right. this dude comes in and seems a lot of I noticed this, you know, when I watched Halloween two this week, they do a lot where they sort of like have adaptations or like variations on the main theme right i guess that was sort of his job um he also has a lot of recent credits that seem to be like halloween fan films Hmm. like shorts or like even feature-length films that look to be very amateurish judging by the pictures on imdb but are halloween it's like it looks like michael myers like it's the michael myers mask and like i I don't really know how the fan film thing works. Right. Like, is that allowed? <laughs> I don't know. I actually had some friends who were working on a, a Halloween adjacent fan film uh, a couple oh, yeah. of years ago when they announced that the reboot was coming out and they got like a cease and desist. 
oh, like shit. they got shut down. <laughs> so so there might have been a, a stretch of time where it was sort of okay. Um, maybe, but then yeah, like when maybe. the reboot happened, they started cracking down on it. That would make sense. Like between Rob Zombie's last one and the new one, yeah. when no one was doing anything with Halloween, they were like, eh, who cares? Yeah. Um, this guy, though, in addition to all that stuff, he also did Escape from New York and Christine and Big Trouble in Little China and Prince of Darkness and They Live. Like, wow. He worked with John Carpenter on like pretty yeah. much everything he was doing for that stretch of time. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he also did some stuff on his own, like The Dentist and The Dentist 2 um, <laughs> and some other horror stuff, it looked like. Those sound fun. Yeah, that's like the kind of, you know, thing that I would want to watch. Like, yeah. it's probably just like a killer dentist or whatever. Or what is it, the one with Clint Howard, where I think it's just called The Ice Cream Man or something like that? <laughs> Anyways, um, cinematography by Peter Lyons Collister, who has been working since the mid-80s. Um, after this, he did stuff like Problem Child and hmm. Dunstan Checks In. And then he <laughs> moved on to things like Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, oh, and no. The Animal, and Mr. Deeds, and The Master of Disguise. Oh, no! <laughs> so those must have been fun to make. Aye. And then even after that, he started working on things like Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties, and Alvin and the Chipmunks, and Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Squeakquel. <laughs> okay, okay, I can't hate. He's making money. He's, you know, yeah. doing his thing. He had a lot of credits, like, yeah. Wow. Um, and, you know, he also worked on, I, I did see uh, a lot of the Arrested Development uh, new series. Oh, okay. Like, you know, the re, re, not reboot, but like the, yeah, the sequel further... series or whatever. Yeah. And um, that was all cinematographer. He did some other camera and electrical department stuff on bigger things like The Amazing Spider-Man and some of the Transformers movies. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows to get our team in Turtle shout out. <laughs> yep. And most recently, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, nice. So it seems I never like saw he's, that. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't want to recommend it to people, but it, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> um, but yeah, he seems to like work with CGI animal characters a lot, looking at his right. like, yeah. filmography. Here. I mean, I guess if he does it well, if he, you know, he's got a, a specialty, he's yeah. got a little niche there. He knows just how much room to leave for them to yeah. like animate in the Garfield or the Sonic yeah. or whatever. Uh, anyways uh this the spotlight for this episode i wanted it to be on michael crash anderson oh, man. who is one of the people that you sometimes see on imdb who has a nickname <laughs> and this seems like kind of a strange nickname because he was one of the drivers for the movie. Ooh, that's not that's not a good nickname for a driver yeah. i made sure i did a little bit of research and i couldn't find any stories of him like being in a car crash yeah. so i think it's okay to sort of like be like sure why is that your name yeah um but you know he he was a driver uh, and i and you know when i say driver i'm talking about like the seems to be the um transportation department driver where he would just like you know carry actors to set and stuff like that right um, so not like the not like the screen driver no i don't think he was like a stunt driver or right. anything like that as gotcha. far as i could tell gotcha um he worked on, on this uh loaded weapon one menace to society Wes Craven's New Nightmare, Dumb and Dumber, um, like some very 90s stuff. And then a couple in the 2000s, like Being John Malkovich and Adaptation. I don't actually know when Being John Malkovich came out, but it feels more 2000s-y than 90s-y, I think. Yeah. So, you know. Honestly, that'd be a pretty chill job, I feel like. Yeah. I had... Um, I that'd be cool. <laughs> uh, one of my friends who... Um, uh, she moved to Toronto, so I don't like ever see her anymore, but I worked with her a couple of times, and she was a driver for i don't remember what it was but i remember that she told me that she drove bruce campbell around a couple times and i oh, was nice. like what so i know that yeah, um i feel like that'd be pretty cool i know that the i bet it's it might not be the same union but i bet they have a similar union to um i know some of the studio tour drivers from universal um and they have a they have a really really strong union so oh yeah if it's anything like that like that'd be a pretty nice. chill you know kind of gig yeah, I bet. And like, yeah, uh, secure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, back to Mustafa Akkad, who I left till last because he's basically like the Halloween guy. Yeah. Um, he was like the executive producer or producer on every single movie in the series up till his death in 2005. Um, he has more Halloween movies in his filmography than other movies. 
Oh, wow. But it's a little contentious because he was the one... Okay, I'm just going by like what I read on Wikipedia and shit. Okay, um, sure, Apparently sure. he was the one who wanted to bring Michael Myers back after Halloween 3 where there was no Michael Myers. Um, and he was like, you know, everyone was like confused. They're like, where's Michael Myers? Like, what is going on here? And so he's he said, you know, he wanted to go back to basics. And, um, you know, John Carpenter was like, you know, originally wanted to be uh an anthology series but he was like okay fine i guess we'll do michael myers again so he got some guy to write the script for halloween 4 but uh mustafa akkad apparently sort of rejected that script by saying it was too cerebral Uh. and he wanted it to he was like michael myers should just be like some you know a regular guy who's like killing people which is a hilarious thing for him to say (laughs) considering what happens in the next two movies yeah there becomes like a fucking insane like cult and Michael Myers is like some druidic, like non. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, remember that kind but, of explains um, why this one feels so so basic compared mm-hmm. to yeah. the first two. I f- yeah, I feel like it kind of works in this one. This one has some. I feel like the fact that this one co- came out like after the sort of slasher craze, it, it makes it yeah not quite as good as yeah. You know, it's it's being influenced by a lot of the stuff that the original one influenced. So. Right, it's a weird right. sort of cyclical thing. But anyways, yeah. this this led to Carpenter basically signing his rights over and washing his hands of the series. So Mustafa huh. Kad was pretty much in charge from here on out. Um, he died. This is interesting. Uh, looking at the timeline, he died in 2005, and Rob Zombie's Halloween came out in 2007. So okay, that makes sense. They like you know we're just kind of like okay, well now we'll do our own thing. Yeah. Um, but I did notice that his son, Malik Akkad, is a producer on both of the Rob Zombie ones and the new one. So okay. it's kind of sure. nice that they, you know, kept him around. Yeah, um, I appreciate that. But yeah. Well, cool. And then um, as far as I didn't really look up, I, I have no idea why this is on YouTube. It feels yeah. very high profile. I mean, it yeah. could be because, like, it's the one that, you know, everyone likes Halloween. Well, I don't say everyone, but, like, people who do, like, stuff like this, like Halloween 1. And a lot of people like Halloween 2 just because it's like, you know, came out right after and is very similar. has all right. a lot of the same people. Right. And then Halloween 3 is like sort of a crazy B movie that people like. And then Halloween 4 through 6 are something else. Yeah. <laughs> it is something else. It it Yeah, I might continue on and go and watch Halloween 5 and, and, and 6 now because yeah. I don't know. Are, are they both on Shudder? I think they are. Five for sure is. I'm not sure about six. I would have to go look. Um, okay. But yeah, I saw five yeah. when I was looking through this. Um, before we get into the the movie itself, I also watched Halloween two uh, this week, which mm-hmm. I hadn't seen before. Um, I liked it a lot, but I wanted to talk about one actor in it because mm-hmm. I did one of the craziest. Uh, face recognition like gotcha moments that I've ever done in my entire life. No, uh, really. There's a guy, there's <laughs> an actor named Jeffrey Kramer who is in Halloween 2. He plays the dentist who identifies the dead body. Oh, weird. Um, and he is also, he is the motorist from the movie Clue. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. And I had never seen. I had never seen any of the like secondary characters from Clue, which mm-hmm. if you're not, if you don't know me personally, Clue is one of my favorite movies of all time. I've seen it probably like 30 to 50 times. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd never seen any of those like secondary characters in any other movies. Yeah. So I recognized him right away. I was like, holy shit, that's the guy from Clue. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's hilarious. That and was all just I like wanted to say. a matter of you having seen that movie <laughs> so many times that that face is like yeah. in there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> And him saying, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to disturb the whole household, but my car broke down. See, I could do the whole I could do the whole movie. Oh, man. Yeah, we should do that sometime where you just recite the script of Clue. Oh, my God. I bet I could do decently well. Yeah, I don't think I, I'm just, I'm not good at remembering in general. So I don't know if I could do that <laughs> even with like my favorite movies. Yeah. But yeah, I guess, okay, anyway. so in order to lead into talking about this one, I guess we can sort of discuss, like, for anyone who hasn't seen the first two <laughs> Halloween movies, yeah. there's this guy named Michael Myers. Yes. Uh, he, on Halloween night when he's a kid, he dresses up like a clown and, and murders his sister, and then he's, like, put away for a long time, and then he escapes, like, some amount of years later, 
and goes on like a rather small rampage. Like it's funny watching the first one and he only really kills like four people. Yeah, I mean um, in in the in the pantheon of slashers his his body count is not terribly high. Mhm. Yeah, at least not at first. Yeah. Um but yeah, so he he like kills a bunch of people and one of them is this girl named Lori Strode. And then he also has his his own psych, psychiatrist, psychologist, uh, Dr. Loomis yeah. is the other main character. And he's sort of it's hilarious to watch because almost all of the movies have the same general plot of Michael Myers is killing people. And Dr. Loomis is trying to find Michael Myers. He's just like, where yeah, is you know he? what? Yeah, that is exactly what happens. <laughs> but anyways, they you know, Dr. Loomis saves Laurie by shooting Michael Myers as he says, I shot him six times. Six times. I shot him six times. Says it over and over again. Uh, he says that a lot. Uh-huh. And then, but then Michael Myers disappears at the end of that movie. And then the second one is at the hospital, which is something I really like about Halloween 2 is that it continues like directly on from the first one. Yeah. And that it like takes place at a hospital, which I feel like is a cool setting. Yeah. Like the um, entire first, the entire first two Halloween movies take place over the course of 24 hours. Right. Which is yeah. very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, you know, Michael Myers comes back. He wasn't killed. He tries to kill them again. And that movie ends with Dr. Loomis blowing himself and Michael Myers up in this mm-hmm. like room of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then you might be wondering, how are they like alive now? Because <laughs> it's a fuck. The entire room explodes. And in this movie, Donald Pleasance has like a small like burn prosthetic on one part yeah. of his face. <laughs> on like his right which... cheek. Yeah. <laughs> is hilarious and i don't know if you noticed this but it seemed like it was constantly shifting like it never looked the same yeah in any shot sometimes it was all like pussy and looked like a big pimple and then sometimes it was like barely there mm-hmm. yeah was, yeah yeah pretty weird anyways so this one takes place i don't however many oh and in the second one they reveal that um Lori strode is michael myers sister yes and so this one is a certain number of years later and yeah, I guess we can start there. <laughs> I was going to ask in Halloween 3 cuz I still I haven't seen Halloween 3. Mm-hmm. Do they address, do they tell you how Lori fucking dies? Halloween I don't think it's related at all. I don't think like at all. So no. Okay. From what I remember. Yeah, that's one of the leaps that you have to make really quickly at the beginning of this one. And I'm skipping a, a couple of things right in the very beginning, but Lori's just dead. Lori's just dead. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah. she obviously is not because there are later <laughs> movies in the franchise where she comes back. Yeah, that's but... especially crazy because yeah, in this one they're just like, oh, she was in like a car accident or some shit, and she's di- she died, and now her daughter is like living with this other family, and she, her daughter is now who Michael Myers is hunting. Um, yes, but yeah, in 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 H two O the first reboot, mm-hmm. they reveal that Lori faked her own death. Um, so they sort of address that, but okay. not really. And That's then in like, the most recent one, I know, right? And they, she left her daughter. Like I don't. Yeah, it's so dumb. But um, and yeah, and the most recent one, they just ignore all of that, and they're just like, yep. no, that never happened. <laughs> yep. But um, um, yeah. In but this yeah, one, before we get to that, still in the midst of it, <laughs> Michael has to escape again. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's locked up in a sanitarium. Some people come, and obviously, okay, in horror films. Why are they always transferring people from from one sanitarium yeah. to another? Just just leave them. Just leave them where they're at. <laughs> just leave them there. Why like <laughs> never transfer anyone? Even if he's in a coma and you think it's probably fine, and especially don't be like, "Oh, did you hear his his niece is still alive and <laughs> yeah. very vulnerable and <laughs> like talking right near his head." <laughs> yeah. Also, how is he in such like a how is he in this place? How is he not in like the most high security prison of all time like yeah i don't know yeah the treatment of him seems a little lax also how is his whole body burned and dr loomis is fine (laughs) (laughs) that's another good question yeah anyway you can guess what fucking happens he kills the ambulance people and gets out of the fucking transfer (laughs) yeah and this this like in previous movies michael myers loves his his butcher knife that's sort of his iconic weapon but it seems like in this movie he loves jamming his fingers into people's (laughs) faces yeah and like just killing them that way yeah i was like did he study under that ninja from fingers of death or whatever (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, he literally and he was the secret s- slowly pushes his thumb through this guy's forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, it's kind of uncanny looking. Yeah, it's really weird. It's very strange. Yeah, I, I did read another thing that was um, a lot of the gore scenes were added after the fact here, where they're like, "Hmm, this isn't uh, scary enough. We need to add some more." And I think that yeah, was one of them. I, where he jams his finger through the guy's forehead. I love a couple of the kills in this movie, and I really don't love all the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I, I assume you love the ones that they like actually paid attention to and weren't just the like, yeah, you know, he slashes at the camera and then you see a blood splatter on the wall or whatever. Yeah, it's it's kind of I will say like on the whole, this film feels kind of um, sterile compared mm-hmm. to the first two. Yeah, like definitely. it's not as gory, it's not a, it's not as bloody, it's not as scary. Uh, mm-hmm. pretty much in its entirety, yeah. it's not. A, yeah, I don't know. Is it even rated R? I'm not what sure either. Rated? I don't know. I I mean, the thing I think I that look it, you know, it has a certain quality to it that I I think it has retained from the first two of just it feels very Halloweeny, you know, like yeah, yeah, you know, whatever else is going on. When they're yeah, especially because this one they go out trick or treating even. And yeah, I, I was like, that's kind of fun. That is fun. Um, that's true. But yeah, we we meet our our main character now, Jamie, and I guess Michael Myers is already there because she sees an ambulance outside of her house. Or wait, is this just like a dream that she's having? Yeah, I, I was confused. She has a lot of dreams. I think it's she's just dreaming at the beginning because like she has this she has this nightmare about, right, about right. Michael and and it's you know she wakes up screaming and her new foster parents come in. And they're like, it's just a dream. Like, I mm-hmm. would assume they would have seen him if he was actually there. Um, yeah. It, but yeah, I she's think, I she's think it scared. is just a dream here. But how does she know what he looks like? Uh, like, I question. mean, I guess maybe it was in, like, the paper or some shit. But yeah. she, like, sees Michael Myers in his Michael Myers, like, outfit with the, the uh, coveralls and the mask. And I was like, Which what? looks like shit in this movie why does the mask look so bad in this fucking movie it looks like constantly surprised like the eyebrows are raised like huh and it looks so like thin and like flimsy it looks very bad for the Mm -hmm. entire movie (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, yeah it it, i i noticed watching the second one this time too it doesn't look super great in the second one i think yeah any time that like you see you can see his eyes behind the mask it's like this does not work like yeah yeah it, it needs to be dark in those eye sockets yep yeah um but Anyways. yeah she and she also has this little brief moment with her um new foster s- sister whatever you want to call rachel who is like an older teenager and she's mm-hmm. like you don't really love me and rachel's like yes i do love you um so they have like good relationship but they're kind of on the rocks, and we also established that Lori has been dead, quote unquote, for about a year. She says like eleven months or something like that. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like where we're at yeah. in Haddonfield. Yeah. So the next morning is Halloween, Halloween Day. Yeah. And <laughs> there's like so much plot to talk about, but there's also a few super weird lines that happen, where <laughs> yeah, I guess not weird, but I noticed that breakfast like you know the rachel is like having something small for breakfast i didn't even see what it was was and her mom's like you gotta eat your breakfast and she's like mom i'm on a diet do you want an oinker for a daughter yeah <laughs> like hmm. yeah very late okay ages. i guess yeah I, I feel like you know all so much of the dialogue is very of the times yeah not even in like a like oh this is offensive way but in, in like a this is you know i wouldn't be surprised if someone was like hey scuzz bag or whatever <laughs> yeah for sure um, and the, the babysitter, uh, that they got for Jamie for Halloween night fucking broke her leg or something. So she has to cancel, mm-hmm. um, mom and dad are, are, you know, they have these very important work party plans that like the dad has a, you know, a promotion that's riding on it so they can't cancel. And Rachel's like, no fair. I have a date. And they're like, too bad. You got to watch your sister. And uh, Jamie, like, hears Rachel, like, bitching about it and, mm-hmm. sa- you know, says something along. I forget what she says exactly, but it has the energy of, like, well, I didn't ask to be born or, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so And then Rachel's like, oh, and she kind of feels bad. Yeah, it's kind of nice that, like, Rachel is, you know, obviously annoyed that she can't go on her date. But she is very considerate yeah. of Jamie throughout, it seems like. She is. They do have a, 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 a relatively wholesome relationship. Yeah. Oh, and 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 she says she'll take her to get ice cream. 
in yeah. October in Illinois. And I was like, <laughs> why would you want that? <laughs> I didn't even think about I'm that. I'm not about to go outside and get ice cream right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I might. I might. Uh, I'm in California. Maybe. I mean, I do like ice cream, but I just, <laughs> I just, just like get hot chocolate or something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, this is where we see Mr. Mr. Dr. Loomis. He I was about to say, shows up they're not and he's all pissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am a doctor. Yeah, and um, and here we have like the beginning of the way that he refers to Michael Myers throughout the series is is hilarious. Where he just, yeah. you know, I took down notes where he like calls him evil on two legs, or yes. like he's not a man, <laughs> he's a like monster or whatever. Which I feel like and is it turns also out that he's right in later ones. Right, but. that's also sort of a problem that like the audience is faced with over and over again. Because we're just like, how is this guy not dead? And I feel like the way they try and explain it away is with Loomis waxing poetic about whatever Mm -hmm. he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think, like, part of what's going on is, you know, as we said, this comes in 1988 after, like, a whole bunch of slashers. So you have, like, Jason constantly coming back and Freddy constantly coming back. But they are kind of supernatural figures. Right. Like, Jason is straight up a zombie. And we're like, eh, whatever. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. Well, the actually, only other Jason one I is could... weird too, because he isn't at first. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's he's just like a weird mutant hillbilly or whatever. I don't know. Freddy is for sure like out of this world, like wacky demon kind of guy. Yeah, Freddy is very supernatural. Yeah, Leatherface uh-huh. is just like a dude, though, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Do they give him any kind of any kind of wooey wooey powers in any of the sequels? I've never seen like any of the. I don't think Chainsaw so. Sequels. I think he's just like big. Yeah, he's just a big fucker. I've only seen um, the second one. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Loomis yeah, finds Michael's out back. about the <laughs> the ambulance crash. Mm-hmm. Um, and this scene is absurd. This scene is ridiculous because the he and uh, the other doctor, who was supposed to be like in charge of the transfer, they head down to where the ambulance crashed, and they are asking, you know, like how many bodies were there. And first of all, this ambulance is just kind of it's flipped over on its on its top it's flipped completely upside down mm-hmm. um but it looks mostly intact it's <laughs> yeah. just like laying in, in a riverbed and they're yeah, like how many bodies river. were there and the guy the EMT or whatever yeah he's like there's no way to tell the bodies were all chewed up and i was like fucking what yeah the, it's not it didn't like it wasn't like an explosion uh-huh. the bodies should be like perfectly intact there's nothing yeah that intense about this like a little bit of damage yeah it's like yeah it looks like they were chopped up by someone with a knife like (laughs) come on yeah wait that would be also notice that they like keep calling the ambulance a bus yeah 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 did you notice that i heard it at least once like how many people were on the bus it's like wait huh maybe that's (laughs) oh god maybe that's part of the lingo that they use on the job yeah anyway yeah yeah and then we get a scene that i i kind of really like where um Michael stops at a gas station to kill yeah. a guy so he can get his blue coveralls. Yeah, this is one of have. the coolest scenes in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's <laughs> what, and this was another reason why I was like, oh, I guess the Michael that um, Jamie saw earlier was just in her dreams because Michael's not quite in Haddonfield yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, he murders a couple people in this like garage and then also in this diner that's like kind of attached to the garage. And Loomis is there, and there's actually a really cool like shot where Michael is like in the kitchen of the diner and Mm -hmm. he doesn't have his mask yet. He just is wearing these coveralls and his whole face is bandaged up Mm -hmm. and he actually looks way fucking scarier Mm -hmm. like that than he does in the, the derpy mask that he has for the rest of the movie. (laughs) Um, But it's, it's pretty cool. It looks pretty cool. Um, And, and I feel like, uh, you know, the, the relationship between Loomis and Michael is kind of, it's it's at the forefront of like i don't know it's never like the main point of any of the movies but it's always like there yeah and it's one of the most interesting parts of the movies i feel like definitely because um, there's definitely. no other uh no other slasher franchise that have a character stick around that long who's not the killer so he's not like you know he's never even directly targeted by michael myers and right. he's getting in his way right because he's uh, not laurie you know he's not related to him yeah huh Mm -hmm. that's really interesting i hadn't even actually thought about that yeah and he even says here like michael take me leave haddonfield in peace don't don't go attack those people take me yeah 
but uh, Michael doesn't listen. It's like it's like if Michael <laughs> just kind of steals a car. It's like if Michael is Voldemort, fucking Laurie is Harry, but Loomis is Dumbledore. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's a good point. It's kind of a nerdy way to de- like that describe way to that, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, hey, we're we're making a movie podcast, so I feel like it's, it's yeah, fuck in our it. purview. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Michael steals a tow truck and Anyways. fucking drives off. Yeah. Oh, and fucking explodes Loomis's car also. <laughs> oh yeah, because you know in movies, if you like barely clip a uh, uh, like a gas uh, station like thingy, then it'll just explode, mm-hmm. and everything around it will explode. Yeah. Um, so that happens. The gas pumps have the gas like inside the pump, right? That's where it's stored, and it just oh, yeah. will like, go up in a second <laughs> for sure. Oh fucking! I, this uh. is also this is the first time that, and this happens over and over again in this movie that I hated is the fucking cartoony ass gun sound effects that happen in this movie for some reason. Oh really? Whenever, yeah, whenever anyone fires I didn't a gun, even it's like notice. the pew. <laughs> like that kind of bullshit. Like it's a ricochet. That everywhere. like doesn't happen in the first two. Oh yeah. my god. It's yeah, I don't so annoying. That at all. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. it'll happen a lot because there's a lot of gunfire in this movie. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we should speed along a bit. Um, yes. We although I do want to stop for a second because we meet we don't meet her, but Jamie's at school and some yes. kids are making yeah, fun yeah, of yeah, her yeah. for not having a Halloween costume. <laughs> and then they make fun of her for like your uncle's the boogeyman. And then they make fun of her for her mom being dead. <laughs> it's fucking brutal. They literally are chanting, "Yeah, Jamie's an orphan at her as she like uh. runs away down the hall. And there's like five <laughs> of them. It's like five little children going, Jamie's an orphan. It's so fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she's understandably upset by this. Yeah. Uh, but it's weird because skipping ahead a bit. When she meets them out trick-or-treating and she does have a costume, they're like, hey, cool costume. You want to come with us? And she's like, yeah. sure. Yeah, I don't know what that so, was about. Okay. I was trying to like read into that, but I was like, eh, I, I don't, don't know, know what that is. Whatever. <laughs> they should have just had it be like different kids. Why did they yeah. have it be the same kids? Yeah, why didn't they give her a Maybe friend? they just didn't want to pay more kids. Or even just like some random kids she's never met before. Like, hey, cool costume. Yeah, Anyways, right. Um, but for some reason, the bullying makes her want to go trick-or-treating. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and they're going to the the Save Mart or whatever to buy a costume for her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they they go there. It's a, it's a short scene that's very like you know we meet Brady who is Rachel's boyfriend and she tells him that she can't go out that night and so he gets pissed and we meet uh I forgot her fucking name even I don't think I ever took it down the girl who worked is like his coworker who shows up later Kelly uh, yeah meet I think her it's Kelly and. Here's another thing that a lot of people always point out about this uh, series is why are they still selling this Michael Myers mask in this <laughs> Halloween store? Yeah, yeah, that is a really good question. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah, if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, well, but I, they you sure know, are. I guess there's probably places around that sell like Charles Manson masks or whatever. Yeah, good point. Um, but yeah, Michael Michael shows up. He gives Jamie a fright. Mm-hmm. She like breaks a mirror. But then he runs away. Yeah. And um, Loomis gets a ride from a priest into town. <laughs> yep. And seems to like have a, a funny little bonding moment with the priest where he's like, the, you know, the priest is very talking about esoteric shit, talking about like, yeah. you know, you're hunting the apocalypse and like, uh, well, I don't even know what. Yeah. But, um, it's kind of a weird scene. Uh-huh. But now Loomis is going to do. And this was, I don't know. Loomis doesn't really do much in this movie. This is basically it. This is mainly the only thing he does is he tells people that Michael's there. Mm-hmm. You know, he yeah. shows up at the police station. And he's like, Michael Myers is here. And they don't believe him at first, but then they do. And then they go out uh, fucking yeah. looking for him. They believe him pretty quickly. Yeah. And I kind of like that. Like, I, I like I one of the cool things about this movie is that it takes place so long after the original. Yeah. And to where like you know, the Michael Myers story has become, it's not like years and years ago where it's like, oh, that old story, no one believes that. They're like, yeah. this is a thing that happened, you know, especially the police officers, they're like, this is a thing that happened that was fucked up. And so when right. he tells them that, you know, this is Dr. Loomis, so when he says that Michael's back, they're like, all right, maybe we should check it out. Because I really thought that the new sheriff was going to be like, not in my town, those days are over. Quit mm-hmm. trying to stir shit up. Yeah. I was so afraid that that was going to happen, but it doesn't. Yeah, you really get that feeling at first, but 
he comes around pretty quick. Yeah. Um, um so now we're trick or treating, right? Yeah, so yeah, they're out trick or treating. Uh there's a lot of that handheld cam that to sort of signify Michael's point of view. So yeah. you always know that he's like around even if you don't see him. Yeah, that's like one of the hallmarks of this. The first movie is especially series. good at this. Yeah, about like having like putting him in the background of shots or like yeah. you know, having him just be sort of like a specter or like an entity that's like always there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's, you know, that was always his sort of niche as opposed to like Jason who just like pops up and is like all of a sudden killing you right. or Freddy who like fucks with you and does weird shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is why isn't he in the first Halloween isn't he even credited as the figure or something like that? Yeah, the shape. The shape. That's what Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck. I know. It's anyway. such a good term. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, and so he okay, yeah, they're they're trick or treating and they go to I guess it's the cop's house. Oh yeah, um, Kelly cause... Kelly is the new police chief's daughter. We didn't even mention that, but yeah, she's a police chief's daughter. She um, opens the door and Brady's there with and Brady's an there and but she has no pants on and she never puts pants on. Oh, again she has no pants on for the whole movie. For the rest of the movie, yep. <laughs> like even when shit's really going down, yep. she's just wearing like a big t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, like one of those kind of long, like just night shirt t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And everyone's fine with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even her dad is uh, just. But like... Rachel is understandably pissed. <laughs> yeah, um, yep. and you know she and Brady get in a fight, and this is when Jamie sort of walks off with the other kids to go trick or treating, and so they're separated now. Which is that that's infuriating i was just like jamie just like wait a second just hold on uh your sister's coming just like yeah just stop just stop for a second um but she fucking doesn't um and this is when the fucking the redneck squad gets uh Mm -hmm. out on the town um yeah so the sheriff the police station like puts out this whole notice on like local cable or something i guess about like Everyone, please return to your homes. Businesses, close as soon as you possibly can. Uh, return to your homes. Lock the doors. Stay inside. There's a curfew. Something, something, something. Uh, and the owner of this bar is like, what are they talking about? I don't want to close. Mm-hmm. Um, and he fucking calls the police station and nobody answers. And that freaks him out. And he's like, they wouldn't just mm-hmm. not answer. Let's go, boys. <laughs> right? And like all the old, old rednecks in the, bar in the bar are like, all right, here we go. <laughs> And his his justification, he's like, the phone never just rings at a police station. And it's like, yeah, what are you talking? And now you're making a pot, putting a posse together to like, oh, my God. I was a little bit excited. Yeah. I was like, please let these guys get something done. Just because in Halloween 2, I remember being so frustrated by how fucking ineffectual law enforcement is the entire time. And how Loomis and Mm -hmm. the the cops are just like driving around Haddonfield and going everywhere but the hospital. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, fuck. Maybe these guys are actually going to get some shit done. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, well I, I let's just sort of talk about their role in its entirety here, I think. Because I remembered hating it the first time. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is the worst part of the movie. If it, if they weren't in it, the movie would be so much better. But I kind of, I don't know. There's something about it, rewatching it, where you realize sort of the point of the movie about, like, you know, what this horrible thing has done to this town. And these people have this in their minds. And so they are like immediately like we can't let this happen again. So they go overboard in the other direction. And, you know, there's a scene later on where they end up just killing a random guy because some guy was like, I think that's Michael Myers. Yeah. And it's it's I don't know. Yeah. It's, and they do actually like help out in the very end, too. So they're like they had a point there. It's interesting. Like, I feel like the whole movie is fascinating to me more than like most people. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they will face repercussions for the man that they murder in the mm, middle of this movie i hope so um i hope it's kind of <laughs> I hope brushed over like the um, cops don't even like ever find out about it do they well <laughs> at no, least they do, one of that's them... why the, the sheriff has to leave later right and at yeah. least one of them is fucking dead by the end as well oh yeah a number they, of them are dead got at that point yeah <laughs> anyways oh and michael also seems to be like have more of a plan in this one because he goes to the power grid and yeah like oh, throws yeah, a guy into the that. power grid and shuts down power to the whole town yeah and i was like there's no reason he would be there except to do that like yeah he planned except that. to it's, shut power it's a weird moment but it's effective i mean i guess he does like in the first on. one he'll like slide 
locks through he'll like slide the hoe through the door in the first one so you can't get out like he does plan i guess yeah yeah he's he's a a thinking figure um yeah but yeah he yeah the next couple of scenes are all kind of just generic like jamie is sort of lost and rachel's trying to find her and rachel sees this figure walking towards her and gets spooked so tries to run away she runs through some yards she catches up with jamie loomis and the sheriff catch up with the both of them and they're like michael myers is here we gotta get you safe we gotta get you home Mm -hmm. um and they're like okay they get in the car um oh and there's some fucking teens who are trying to get fucking shot like this. yeah dude holy shit there's i mean <laughs> i was like this is a yeah. bad idea you guys <laughs> yeah why would you there's these the 14 who are all in full yeah they're in full micro michael myers costumes and they like surround the cop car mm-hmm. and just like stand there and look at them and loomis fucking pulls his gun and is about to shoot one of them and he takes the mask off and is like whoa whoa don't shoot it's a prank he's like, yeah he's like oh you know, what are you it's, doing uh... it's like dude what are you doing yeah <laughs> I will say though that it is it is kind of a chilling moment the first time you see the yeah. second Michael Myers and you're like what is happening? I really I really thought he had some uh, some new abilities going on. I was like oh fuck, <laughs> that was cool. Anyways, they all end up in the sheriff's house together. Yes, and they're sort of like boarding themselves in. And you know I think this is a good plan. Like it doesn't go well, but. <laughs> It's a good plan, but I i mean, you know right away. I mean, I guess it, we know just because we're watching a horror movie, but, like, I knew. I was like, you're locking yourselves in there with him. Like, he's already in there, mm-hmm. um, which he is. Yeah, he was, like, in the back of the deputy's car. Yeah. So he's he gets there as soon as they get there. Um, Loomis leaves because he, he wants to go to Jamie's house because he thinks that's where Michael will go. Right. Um, and the sheriff leaves because he hears about the, the posse, right? Mm-hmm. he hears about the murder that happened yep um and he puts rachel in charge of the radio they're trying to call the state police to i guess get more reinforcements in yes um yeah. so it's the middle of the night everyone so who do we have in the house we have the kind of the deputy guy deputy we have uh kelly, kelly. brady and rachel yes. who is like and our jamie. love triangle there and then we have jamie who's mm-hmm. the young girl yeah and she's like in bed i guess while other people gotcha. are doing guess shit. how many of them are gonna die <laughs> <laughs> yeah um immediately i mean you know obviously we know the deputy is not long for this world yeah um and there's the a first fun scene where kelly is bringing him some coffee and she turns on a light and sees him like it looks like his corpse holding his own head i guess yeah yeah um, and then this is one of the kills that i do like <laughs> mm-hmm. amazing um, even though even though it's not that gory you don't really get to see it terribly well but michael just mm-hmm. stabs her with a gun um, yeah just straight up runs her through with a shotgun it's very cool <laughs> it's really cool it's amazing um and uh, you know it's quiet didn't shoot the gun yeah and then but uh, uh what's her name rachel she comes in and she finds them and she's like oh my god and then she sees yeah. michael and she's like oh my god yeah and brady's like what's going on they they kind of run away upstairs brady mm-hmm. is you know to his credit he he has a hero's death he tries to fend michael off very mm-hmm. poorly he takes a very long time to load a shotgun yeah um, yeah and like he's he, and and... completely unsuccessful michael does his <laughs> signature finger poking through the face trick again well yeah he crushes his head again and as he's doing this he's telling the other two to like go upstairs <laughs> and they're like no no come with us so he doesn't even really buy them time because they don't go mm-hmm. anywhere they're just mm-hmm. like no come on true it's like if i Good if point. i might be like all right fine i'll just come with you if you're not gonna go <laughs> It is. This is the part where I started to feel a little fatigue with these like kills, though, because you don't you don't get to see any of them. Mm-hmm. Like it's I don't know. Yeah, the kills are lame. Yeah, it's yeah. I I mean I I don't remember how they are for the rest of the series. I mean I assume in the Rob Zombie ones they were nuts. Oh um, my god, I'm sure. I don't even yeah. really remember the most recent one. But yeah, it's yeah. Halloween has become more of like a franchise than like a really like i don't know if it was ever really known for it's like gore so much as it's yeah like tension i think yeah um, good point but this one doesn't really have that either well yeah i i think because people all uh, already know like what's happening <laughs> yeah yeah but they 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 Anyways, they go up on the roof michael chases them upstairs, on the roof yeah. they fall off the roof he jumps off the roof and then jamie runs away on her own because she thinks rachel might be dead mm-hmm. but she's just like maybe knocked out yeah um and so she randomly runs into loomis 
Yeah, Loomis uh, fucking shows back up. And he takes her to the schoolhouse for some for reason. some reason. <laughs> Michael follows why. them. Michael shows up at the schoolhouse. This was a little bit confusing to me because fucking Loomis, Michael like gets Loomis that has like a physical altercation of some sort with Loomis and like Jamie mm-hmm. runs off and then like Rachel is there and like Rachel runs off with Jamie mm-hmm. and they just like leave Loomis there ostensibly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No one like it goes was... to check on him. Nope. Yeah. Um, was like, oh, because well. the posse shows up. <laughs> right. And here's another thing that I yeah. was kind of surprised about, but the girl, the, you know, the hillbillies, uh, the posse, I should say, no, not, not to, to cast dispersions upon them. Um, <laughs> although one of them is named Earl. Yeah. Uh, Classic. They show up and they're all gung ho to go in and kill Michael. But surprisingly, the girl's able to convince them to just leave him to the state police. And they're like, we just got to get out of here. Yeah. And they're like, all right. So Which is a good they pile plan. into their truck and just start driving out of town. Yeah, yeah. right? It's a good plan. Um, unfortunately, except uh, Michael, I guess, <laughs> fucking just was able to just like grab on the back of the truck somehow. Um, yeah, he's like riding under the car. Yeah, they even like they pass the state police coming into town, and they're like, it's it's really sort of like a false ending here. Um, mm-hmm. And everyone feels safe, and they're like, we got it. You know, we're in a fucking pickup truck full of big buff, you know, uh, redneck dudes. We're gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. We're out of town. Michael's back there. Who gives a shit about Loomis? Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently. But Michael uh, pops up over the back of the truck, throws three dudes out of the bed of the truck. He stabs like at least one of them. And then mm-hmm. the only good kill in the whole movie, he like kind of climbs on top of the cab of the truck, mm-hmm. smashes his fist through the driver's side window. And I don't even know how to describe this. He sort of just grabs into the driver's like neck and kind of like mm-hmm. rips it up but he doesn't like rip the head off he just kind of rips yeah, the, skin the skin off of like the majority of the neck and the lower yeah. part of the face it's very cool <laughs> it's like if he kept going he would deglove the guy's head yeah uh, yeah so yeah it was pretty cool yeah and it looks good too it yeah. looks uh it's well done um so yeah and then now the girls are alone in the car trying uh rachel's driving she's trying to shake michael off and then i did like this moment where in order to get them to stop michael just kind of headbutts the windshield <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um which you know she does slam on the brakes and then he like sort of flies out in front of the car and then he like stands up and then she just kind of like runs into him and he doesn't mm-hmm. move mm-hmm. she runs into him she gets out and then somehow the police show up i was kind of unclear on how that happened yeah um oh I wait i guess don't know either like wait i guess the stadies got to the school and loomis was like michael isn't here he must have followed them and then the, I'm re- realizing this just now um, uh, because Loomis is with them too. Maybe so, but that would have taken a while. I feel like Yeah, I would think so. Oh, he is with them. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess they drove really fast. I guess. Um, but yeah. So, you know, it's the whole thing where you think Michael's dead. And, and this is also an interesting moment where Jamie goes over to his body and sort of like holds his hand for a second. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, ah, get away from there. Mm-hmm. And of course he like, grabs his knife again and pops up and then he's shot like a billion times by so many literally times. everyone we've met in the movie so far <laughs> yeah has guns and is shooting him mm-hmm. uh and then he like they're all it also maybe this is uh like a little roadside cemetery and he like falls into an open grave or something well um, i i wasn't sure either I, when i was like reading the wikipedia it says it was an, uh, an open mine shaft and i was like that's even weirder <laughs> <laughs> yeah that makes less sense it's the old mine oh, out of town but as loomis comes to to say in the next scene he says michael is in hell where he belongs uh-huh. and i don't know why he's so certain about that this time yeah you know? i was like someone should go down there and see like <laughs> but they're all back at home they're all feeling shaken uh mm-hmm. you know but it's over for tonight the nightmare is over or yeah. so we think Mm-hmm. Um, and this, in my opinion, is the coolest part of the entire movie yes. uh, by far. This is why I wanted um, to do this movie. Yeah. So, oh gosh, how do I even? Mom, the mom wants to take Jamie upstairs and like give mm-hmm. her give her a bath. Yeah. And so you know they go upstairs. We see everyone else downstairs. We see mom running a bath, and we see POV cam, uh, just like in the original, yep. of someone putting on a mask, and you you know you see the two eye holes. Of the mask yep. that we were seeing. Which it, it's always Michael. 
this has mm-hmm. always been Michael in this in this franchise yes. so far. Yeah. Uh, and that person grabs some scissors and stabs mom. Yep. And we hear a scream from upstairs. We're now downstairs with everyone else. Everyone's like, what's going on? Uh, Loomis runs up and... Hey has a cow he just starts screaming like no yeah. no no and the and mm-hmm. we get a shot and we see it is uh jamie holding bloody mm-hmm. scissors in the clown costume we didn't even we neglected to mention but she is wearing a clown costume that is the same costume that michael wore years and years and years and years back when he was a little kid and he murdered his parents yep so and you get a shot of that like right at the very beginning of the very first halloween movie Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a very scary and very, to me, very shocking, yeah. uh, parallel. Yeah. I did not see it coming at all. Um, I know. Right. I thought it was really cool. <laughs> and, and it like my, the first time I saw it, my stomach just like dropped when I, yep. I was like, Oh my God, yep. <laughs> it was like really chilling. Yeah. It's good stuff. And then, you know, of course, Loomis like yeah. freaking out and like half screaming, half moaning, just like, no, yeah. no. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> And, and he goes to shoot her. Oh yeah, he does. Cause he like knows what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> but the sheriff stops him, and everyone else just sort of like looks on in horror as the movie ends. It is uh, a really good twist that I did not see coming at all. Mm-hmm. Thought it was yeah. rad. It's, this movie has such an amazing ending. Yeah. And it is totally shitted all over by the next one. Oh no, really? <laughs> Warning. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I guess if you're gonna watch it, I won't tell you what happens. But yeah, wait, I want to watch it. I'm gonna go watch excited. it. All right. <laughs> and that's Halloween uh, Four. Yeah, this um, one I would recommend. Yeah, very good. It's I'm I'm a defender of this movie. I feel like I, I it doesn't have like great reviews from a lot of different people, but I feel like it does a lot of really interesting stuff. Where do you put it against Halloween One and Two? I would say you know what, honestly, rewatching them, I kind of liked it better than the second one this time. Um, the second one is cool in different ways. Uh, just briefly to talk about it, I like the how the the hospital almost feels like it's in a liminal space in the second one, where like yeah. every time they go outside, you can't see any other buildings. It's just darkness. Yeah. So it's kind of cool in that way. But I like this one for a lot of the different stuff it does and like the way it reacts to its own like lore or whatever. Yeah, I, th- I you know how would you say? I think I I like the first two uh both better um just because mm-hmm. i i love them as a package i think it's so cool that they did that um yeah and also like i was kind of saying earlier there's something about this one that just felt kind of sterile and standard and you know i don't know i think it's because halloween you know is one of the original slashers and mm-hmm. this movie uh just doesn't feel uh, fresh or original really in any way yep. until the very yeah. end to me yeah. Um, it, yeah it is adequate it's adequately done it's you know it's it's fine uh the acting is fine if not it very good um and mm. yeah i don't know it just was a little sterile and a little unoriginal for yeah me. or you um, know what even like thinking about it now i, I wonder what the budget was because parts of it feel kind of like cheap almost not like in a really bad way but yeah like like, <laughs> like his mask yeah yeah yeah, for sure. And you know, it just it's you know what? You know what it is? Halloween is is thoughtful. Halloween feels so thoughtful. The cinematography is so exquisite and purposeful and everything is done mm-hmm. very intentionally. Mm-hmm. And this one, you know, it's not that this it is ugly. It, it's not a poor-looking film. It just like, you know, it's just I don't feel like they put as much thought into every yeah. beat and every scene and everything. Yeah. Um, but it's fine, you know. It's yeah that's true and the it, ending like i've been saying is fucking rad yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i guess we spoiled it for people but yeah <laughs> it, it still is pretty creepy so i would i would definitely recommend people watching this especially yeah. for like halloween times yep so happy halloween everybody happy halloween. thanks for um thanks for hanging out with us for some spooky stuff uh this month yeah you know we always do do spooky stuff but we wanted to make sure and dedicate <laughs> a whole month to it um yeah so next week what do we got going on for next week the short report so for getting back to just like general movies um i figure we haven't done an animated one in a while so yeah. I, I found one called uh le royaume i believe um <laughs> also when i was looking it up on imdb it the other 
name of it is The King and the Beaver, which is very That's straightforward. Apt, yeah. Um, so if you search one of those two things, then you'll probably find this one. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So go watch Le Royam or uh, The King and the Beaver uh, for next week's short report. Yeah. In the meantime, have a, a great Halloween. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Broke Box Office. Um, yeah. Give us ratings and reviews and, and, and uh, tell all your friends if you like the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, send us emails, brokeboxoffice at gmail.com. Brokeboxoffice.gmail.com. And uh, stay spooky, yep. everybody. Later. Bye. Bye. It doesn't have the same effect, I don't think. That was so scary. (coughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody.